So I'm going to tell you a story today that I've been waiting to tell you for quite a while, a true story that is also uh, a metaphor. And um, you, you might think it's not true, but the ridiculous does happen. So many months back, I'm walking around here on a Sunday, and I'm walking around, like sometimes you'll see me pacing, it's kind of what I call, you know, like the athletes getting my game face on, so it's kind of like getting focused and getting present. So I'm walking around, and while I'm walking in the back of the room, I look down, and I see a chunk of rubber, like, like I don't know, like a good-sized chunk of rubber. And... I don't know what it is, and I think it was Linda Motoshami who was at the um, back door, and um, I picked it up, and I said, Linda, could, could you throw this out for me, because I was doing service. So she did, and service continued, and then I come to the front of the room, and I'm hugging people and doing what I do, and I look down again, and I see a couple more chunks of what appeared to be the same kind of rubber. And I'm thinking to myself, what the heck? And how come, how come we didn't pick this up before service? Why is this not picked up? Why is it on the floor? Right? Why did somebody leave this on the floor? Still confused. Now, when I'm, when I'm here on a Sunday, I mean, I get up in the morning, take my shower, I put my makeup on, because, yeah, I, I want to be nice, look nice. But, but once I'm done and once I'm here, I'm all about you. So I'm really not very present so the truth is, if you see something out of place, you should tell me, because I could miss it. Because on Sunday morning, it's you. It's your, my focus is here, my energy is here, and that's what I'm here to do. I'm here to be in service. So I'm not paying that much attention to my own physical body. And so I can remember walking, <laughs> but I'm so busy, you know, being me. And at one point... I thought to myself, well, these shoes are more comfortable than I remember. They have a little more spring than I remember them having. But I kept talking and doing my thing, and, and then I keep moving around. And, and at one point, I think I might have stumbled just a tad, something like that. I don't know. No one said anything. No one caught anything. I just thought that was me being me. <coughs> and I continue, and I finish my talk. And then I go off into my office, where Bill Sarnowski, now you have to understand, Bill Sarnowski is my ex-husband. That matters in this relationship because you will see us, you know, saying things to each other in ways that we wouldn't say it to anyone else, right? I mean, that's just, come on. And I walk into the office and he looks at me, he says, take off those shoes. And I'm thinking he doesn't like my shoes. He hates my shoes. And, he's, and, I, and I immediately, I have no idea why, but I immediately get defensive. I immediately, like, you know, get into my, def, you, know, that, you know, that posture. And he says it again, take off those shoes. So I'm, I'm annoyed, but I don't know what's going on, so I slip, they're mules, so I slip out, and he takes my shoes and he throws them in the garbage. Now I'm really annoyed. I'm thinking, you really hate my shoes that much, and what am I going to go home in, right? So I'm like, dip, 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 dip. And I go to take my shoes out of the garbage, and this is what I find in my shoe. <laughs> I'm walking on a shoe that's actively breaking under, under my feet. It is disintegrating as I'm walking on it, but I'm clueless that this is my shoe. I'm picking up the pieces. I'm kicking 
them aside. I'm tripping. I have no idea that this is my shoe. Okay. Talk about embarrassment. Okay. But the embarrassment doesn't matter because it's more funny than it is embarrassing. This is a metaphor for integrity in life. Okay? So I'm here and I'm having my experience. My experience is my shoe is a little spongy and more comfortable than usual. Now, Bill was sitting at the front at the time. Maybe that day he was the presider or whatever, something. He had a role. But I don't, if I remember correctly, he was not the only one who noticed. So the role, the, the, the experience of the people in the front row were like, what the hell's going on with Reverend Michelle's shoe? I'm sure they're wondering, why am I not noticing it? Why am I walking in this? Why am I wearing these decrepit shoes? So they're having that experience. I'm having my normal experience, but wondering what, you know, just kind of ignoring it. But truth is, the integrity of the shoe gave way. And that doesn't have to do with an opinion. That is just a fact. Now, very often, we think of integrity as something that has to do with your opinion. You think, I think, we think, that depending upon the way we see something, either we are in integrity or not, that integrity exists or doesn't exist according to what we, what we believe. So what happens is we spend, I just realized some people are walking in, not everybody changed their clocks back. That happens every year. So sometimes we create excuses. We justify why we do what we do. Anybody know that routine? We lie sometimes to ourselves, sometimes to others, to justify why we did what we did or why we want to do something. Sometimes the little white lies, but they're still not in integrity. And we create a false idea of the way we function so we can justify the decision that we've made. Do you know what I'm talking about? Now, that does not alter in any way that in truth, in principle is what we like to say around here, because principle is the, is the guiding the principle is a very hard thing to describe. Principle within the science of mind teaching is that thing that lives at the foundation of everything. You can't, you can't force it into place. It is what it is. It's that which you depend upon. It, it, it is God, but it's more than that. It's, it's more than even, I don't mean it's more than God, but I mean it's, it's more complex in, in the conversation around it. And integrity is the same kind of thing. Integrity is what it is. And all of your conjoling and all of your storytelling and all of your justification and all of your stuff and your weaving together tale doesn't alter the fact that you are in or out of integrity. Got it? You might think it does. You have tried. But in the end, there is an accumulation that happens in our lives for all of the times, large and small, that we have not been in integrity and we attempt to function outside of integrity. Now, 
Take it away from any heavy thing. I'm not talking about heaviness. You know, there, there are blatant lies and blatant wrongdoings. Now, that's, that, that's its own subject. I'm not even talking about that, although that could be part of the conversation. I'm also referring to when you simply don't want to play by the rules. You don't really want to pay those extra taxes. You don't return a phone call or an email or you don't pick up the phone because you see who's calling. We make those decisions sometimes because we're afraid. We don't feel equipped. We don't think we have what it takes to deal with whatever the thing is. However, we are creating a false way of being. And when we do that, the accumulative effect upon who we are and how we show up in the world is counterproductive to you saying, I want to be whole, perfect, complete, successful, happy, and in love. You get that? You don't have to be keeping an exact list. Because you will forget about it. You will, and we do this. We believe our own lies so much that over time, we actually believe them so we forget that we made it up. Do you know what I'm talking about? You ever believe your own bull so much that you eventually think it's true? The excuse of why you didn't do something, the excuse about why your marriage didn't work, the excuse about why your business didn't work. Because you, did, you didn't take time to pay attention to the incremental little decisions that you made. Now, there are other things. Maybe you're just not a good business person. I mean, that's possible too. But very often, there are these incremental little decisions that we make where we think, well, no one's noticing, no one's paying attention. I got news for you. We each have in the relationship with the one. Now, you can... Put any name upon that. For the moment, let's call it God. With each of us, the relationship we have in God, no, God does not care if you do what they would call sin. In here, sin means make a mistake. God does not care. Because God is there to continue to pour itself in through and as you. But there is a part of you that knows. You know, and you know that you know. It's not quite a Q&A. <laughs> go ahead, what? Okay, so the question is, because I'm saying that even returning emails now, Here's the thing. In life, we are all inundated. I guarantee you. And I, I saw a funny thing on, um, on Facebook this morning. I love Facebook. And the cartoon was 10 years ago, that, you know, when AOL came out, you got mail. And everybody was like, oh! Now it's like in the, the next cartoon showed like 486 emails. It's like, oh! And you're happy about a, a snail mail, okay? So we live a very inundated life. So 
if, if we do not want to be inundated and if we do not want to be present or, or, or have that affect us, we get to say no. There is a way of setting, even setting up your email that says, I'm not replying. I mean, there is that way. There is a way of at least picking up the phone and saying to someone, I can't talk to you now. There is a way of at least saying, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. I mean, I used to, for many, many years, I was, I was single for many years, and I hated going to parties as a single person. Hated it. Hated it. <laughs> hated it. And it took a while before I finally could say to someone, I, you know, I really don't want to come. And just to be honest and be straight about it. Integrity is not a moral issue. It is an issue of checks and balances. If you say you're going to do something, you either do it or you change what you say you're going to do. You just change it. No one, everyone gets to change it. You, you know, you make an appointment and then that appointment isn't quite working. At least you change it on the way here. I woke up this morning. I don't know what, what distracted me. I didn't get to eat. And I'm like, oh, I'm hungry. So I could either stop and get something and be late, or I could be on time and not get something. I was on time. Because I know that that speaks to my integrity. Because anybody who works with me on a Sunday morning, I have this thing, I like everybody who wants to be here or who's functioning here on a Sunday morning, 10 o'clock is the time. I want to see my presider at 10 o'clock, my practitioner at 10 o'clock. I want to see the musicians here early. I want to see the person at the door here. I want everybody at 10 o'clock is the time. Now, on occasion, I walk in a little late, occasion, a few minutes, and sometimes there might be a big reason, like my dog runs off and I have to go get her. But more, but more often than not, I'm here because I said I'd be here and because I'm asking you to be here. And if I'm asking you to be here, I better be here to model that behavior. Some of us, is he Okay. Some of us are in the midst of a new adventure. We're in the midst of growing businesses. And I'm here to say that your level of integrity affects your sense of worthiness. See, it's not even about the essence of God judging or not judging, because God doesn't do that, but you're judging it. And when you cut corners, and when you don't show up, and when you avoid truth, and you avoid people, and you avoid saying the things that need to be said, you undermine your own sense of okayness, your own sense of worthiness, so you are cutting you off at your knees. You get it? But you'll think, because I know I've done this, you'll think it's someone else. It's never anybody else. It's never anybody else. It is how we hold our world, how we act within the consciousness that we develop. And so if you think, I have a, I have a metaphor that I want you to use or suggest that you use. It's one I use in my, in my, in my, in my um, classroom all the time. Think of your consciousness as a filter. And the filter is how you see the world through. So, if you are wounded, angry, resentful, 
and all of these things and judgmental about the world, judgmental about yourself. What happens is you think of that as a very close, tight mesh, tight filter, and that's the way, put your hands up. Try to see if you can see the world that way, with your hands really close. So you're trying to see the world clearly through a, a filter that is contaminated with pain, suffering, wounds, and stories. But clear up your pain, wounds, sufferings, and stories, and suddenly you begin to see the world more clearly. You get that? Your consciousness is that. That's the equivalent of your consciousness. When you clear up the stuff that's in your house that takes residence here, your filter becomes clearer. How do you know when it's not clear? How often do you react? How often do you get upset? How often do you judge? How often do you blame? Those are all indicators that you're this. That's the indicator. It's not about an opinion, just like the shoe. It's not, the shoe is broken. It's not my opinion, oh, the shoe is okay. It's all right, because I didn't notice it. No, the shoe is broken. So you know by the fruit of your tree, the fruit is how you know your consciousness. The fruit is how you judge the filter. And if you're not experiencing success in your current business, then look at where you might not be living the highest possible level of integrity, which simply means being your word. Now, we each have little things that we do. Some of them are just little. That, and, and I get it. I get it. It's not like I'm talking to you and I'm over here. Everything I talk to you about is always after I've spoken to myself in the mirror, okay? There's something you do currently, though, to avoid whatever. We all have our little ways of coping. Think of one of them right now. And think of one right now that you'd be willing to stop doing. What single activity where you are in out of integrity, do you currently practice that you realize can get in your way and you're willing to give it up? Everybody pick something. Now turn to the person next to you and tell them what you're giving up. Go ahead, David, get up. It doesn't have to be a big thing. Do you need me? We're good? The value of telling somebody something is so that you're no longer in hiding. You want to be in integrity? Tell somebody what your game is. Because when you expose the game, you can no longer just hide behind it. So it's really good to do these kind of things with prayer partners, with mastermind partners, with partners. 
to simply not be able to hide behind even the little things. I have little things. I have a bunch of them, actually. And the funny thing is, what happens around here, um, I, I'm, I'm given the license. You all, very often, you give me the license. Well, it's okay, Reverend Michelle. I know you were busy. No, no, no. No. That doesn't actually work. I could milk that, and you would probably agree with it. But the truth is, that's not the truth. I don't get to have a lesser standard of integrity than anyone else. And I screw up all the time, just to let you know. And we will. We will. You will. But know that you are. Know what you're doing. Because if anything in communities like this, the call is for us to be conscious. We're here to be more conscious and to function from that place. You want higher success in your world and in your business and your new adventure that you're doing? Raise your level of integrity. Yes? Good. Okay. Wonderful. Let's secure this in treatment. So hold the hand of somebody, if you will. So what I know right here and right now is that there's a movement of mind and heart. And what I declare for everyone sitting here, that everyone sitting, everyone who's even listening on the podcast, anyone who gets to hear these words, that, that there is a newfound freedom that is uncovered and a willingness to be radically honest about our behavior radically, radically honest, so that as I expose all of my tricks and all of my limitations, I am no longer identified with them. And I know this for you. I know that transformation comes from being more. Transformation comes from letting go of the story, of the excuses, of the, of the ploy, that we have put in place. So I know for each one of us that the courage to be authentic, the courage to expose the game, and the courage to no longer be identified with that is yours now. It is who you are. It is your strength. It is your heart. It is your beingness. And you are more powerful today, this moment, because you have decided to no longer be identified with all of those limitations. So I know for you that you rise up in strength and courage, allowing your heart, your mind, your intelligence all to harmoniously work together with great beauty, joy, ease, and grace. For the sweetness of this moment, for the strength of this truth, for the power that is generated by who we are, I am eternally grateful. And I surrender this word. Please join me in saying, and so it is. Thank you. I kind of keep a close eye on, on what's going on and who's in the classroom. And in my mind, you are in a science of mind center that teaches a science of mind. 
our greatest tool is spiritual mind treatment. For any person that's sitting in this room on a regular basis that cannot stand up and treat, and I don't mean publicly, but that cannot turn to the tool of treatment as a default to handle life says that you haven't gotten the tool. And I invite you to get your butt into class. Because that tool is what transforms your life. It's what has transformed my life. There is no thing greater than the power of prayer. It seeps into places that no thing else can go. It has an effect like nothing else. You don't have to pray like one of the practitioners, but simply to be able to trust your own word. So if you are not there, please get into class. So we have classes, but we also have workshops, and we are constantly offering you a balance of things that are for pay, but also are for free. And the, and the, this, the day of silence that we have on the 22nd, I think, Tracy? On the 22nd, silence is a beautiful thing, and it is the precursor to all transformation. A day of silence within the community is a beautiful, beautiful thing. There is no fee for this day. Yes, I will take a love offering, but I invite you to come and to be here on that day. It's all day. Please, if you're coming, come for the entire day. Don't come and then leave half day. It makes a difference. Um, in, because we have seen that there, is, there seems to be still an issue around prosperity here, I am offering a free, free Fear to Faith workshop. And at the moment, maybe somebody can look it up on the calendar for me. Um, a free Fear to Faith. It's a beautiful, spiritual process and practice to help us get to the deep-seated reasons why we're not embracing our prosperity. March 16th, thank you. It's an hour and a half long. It's free. Please come and join us. If you want to find out what might be underlining the reason why you have not embraced your prosperity, come here that night. So will my ushers please come forth? So, want to be bold? Yeah. Money is my servant. I deserve large amounts of money. The more money I have, the more money I have to give. I create beauty, joy, health, and happiness with my money. I create beauty, joy, health, and happiness with my money. We bless the gift, we bless the giver, and we bless the act of giving. It is one idea in the mind of God. It's a good and glorious idea, and so it is.